welcome to the very first growth track podcast that we're doing. Thank you so much for joining us for, um, yeah, all the people this week who are, who are listening to this podcast for the first time. Maybe you're on a bus or, I don't know, on a train or you're on your way to work. Who knows? But we're really excited that you are doing the growth track. My name is James. I'm one of the pastors at St. Peter's and, yeah, really excited to, to be doing this podcast with Johnny Gumble. Johnny is here with me right now. Correct. <laughs> Johnny, um, f- I know you really well. I'd probably consider you one of my closest friends. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, for people who don't know you, just just give us a brief overview of your life and who you are. Um, so I work at St. Peter's, one of the pastors there at St. Peter's Brighton. And I live in Brighton. I s- support Liverpool and Brighton and Hove Albion Strong. equally. Love them equally, differently, but equally. Um, I'm married to Tara. We've got four children who are seven, five, three, and one. Wow. Tell us a bit of your background um, in, in like how you got to, to be a vicar at St. Peter's, what you've studied, um, work experience, and your passions and, and things you love to do. Well, I've always been interested in, in theology and the Bible, I grew up with a faith. My parents are Christians, and um, I prayed a prayer asking Jesus into my heart, I think, when I was probably five or six or seven, and then when I was eight, when I was nine, ten, most years, most events, uh, all the way through my childhood and teenage years. So this has been something that's uh, been with me, and I've, but um, I've always liked asking questions and trying to work mm-hmm. things out. I don't think I was very helpful in Sunday school growing up because I would try and ask difficult questions and um, point out any contradictions or um, anything that I wasn't quite sure about. And so I was always interested in went uh, After school, I went to study theology and loved that, did three years of theology. Then after that, I did a, um, a master's in systematic theology as part of the ordination process to become a to become a vicar so i've always been interested in these sorts of questions mm. and i've loved talking to people when they've when they've been trying to work out the bible when they've been trying to work out the christian faith when people have been trying to to grow i suppose in, in their relationship with jesus uh i guess i'll just before we jump into a few mm. things what we'll do for this first session is to just to look at the growth track and maybe actually some of you who have signed up, you are still asking what actually have I committed to and, and what it is. And I'll just give a real brief overview of, of oh. what the growth track is, why we're doing it. And um, and then maybe we can chat a bit about, um, yeah, maybe some of the things that we might find hard, some of the things that we're looking forward to. And maybe, Johnny, you can give us some some helpful tips. And the 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 heart behind the growth track is that a group of us at St. Peter's would really just set aside a year to really grow in our faith. I mean, of course, we always want to be growing in our faith. And Johnny, much like you, when I was growing up as a kid, I was probably becoming a Christian most Sundays. I still am putting my hand up at the end. And, and actually this desire for, for us to grow. And I think committing a year and saying, actually, this year, 2019 to 2020, or maybe if you're um, starting this at a different time, to 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 really grow and um, to be up for a challenge, to really dig deep. So so a group of us and, and you guys listening have, have committed to this year of, of digging deep and growing deeper in our faith. And what we've done um, 
Johnny and myself and, and a few people at St. Peter's, we've identified a few areas which we feel will really help us grow in our faith. And it's really simple. It's three public commitments and it's three private commitments. And these commitments, what we do, what we hope is they will really, um, they'll really complement everything else in our life. Um, but they'll also, they'll be a bit like a training regime, like going to the gym. These, these will be the workouts that we do that will really strengthen us. And, and hopefully in a year's time, we'll look back and we'll see some areas in our own lives um, that we've really grown in. But ultimately that we've, we've, we know Jesus more at the end of this year. We're more in love with him at the end of this year than we are right now. So that's the hope. The three private commitments, and um, I'm sure you already know this, they're, they're really simple. It's to commit to do the Bible in one year. Um, it is to commit to read one book a term. And then the really exciting one is to committing to listen to one of these podcasts each week. I mean, that is... That's going to be the main way people develop <laughs> that is going to be... Yeah, if they, of, of those three private commitments, um, it's it's definitely... Yeah, if, if you, you can get... to do one. Yeah, if you can get to the podcast, <laughs> that would be great. Um, the three public commitments are to commit to a team. And that's one of the ways at St. Peter's that we, we really believe is essential to growing in your faith. We're, we're called to serve, to, to be a part of something that's bigger than us, so committing to a team. So maybe you've committed to being on the youth team this year. That's unbelievable, committing to each Friday, mentoring young people. Or maybe um, your life situation, you might not have as much time, so you've committed to doing Alpha Cafe twice a term. And what we're saying is, is commit to that. Let that be your thing that you do to your best ability says commit to a team the second thing is committing to a group uh groups are where we do so much of our church life and they're really really important we really really believe in groups at saint peter's and please um commit to your group let that be the place where you really connect with people they're amazing uh i run a group at my house which is really exciting we sit down we have food we uh worship we pray for each other we we look at the bible and groups are groups are an essential part to to the christian life meeting i mean actually they're often the best representation of, of the early church, meeting in homes, over food, studying, reading the Bible, praying, worshipping. So committing to a team, committing to a group. And then the third thing is to be coached by somebody. And um, I'm sure all of you who are listening, you would have been lined up now with a coach. And um, the idea is that you meet with this coach once a term at a, at a minimum. And what we'd love is to really see... Um, yeah, in these sort of little pairs and relationships, you really dig into areas in your life that are really working and maybe digging into areas of your life that aren't working as well and ask the questions, oh, what can I do about this? And um, that's that's the area. So private is Bible in one year, books, podcasts, public is team, groups, and coach. And that's the sort of overview. How does that sound, Johnny? That sounds amazing. How how do I sign up? Well, yes, you've already signed up. Oh, great. Yeah, great. great. That, yeah. I, thought, I thought I had. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're on. You're on board. Yeah, that does sound great. I'm so glad I've signed up to this. Johnny, can, now that we've done a bit of an overview, hopefully that was easy for people to understand. Mm. Um, why, why is it good to do something like this? Why, why, why are we doing this? Well, the Christian life is about a relationship with Jesus. And so all the time as we grow in the Christian life, we're growing in our relationship with Jesus. And for some people, that's something very natural. Uh, but sometimes you need a bit of help with that. You need a, a structure. It's like any relationship. Uh, in marriage, it's sometimes good to set aside date night once a week. You put a structure around things. Uh, with children, you maybe have family time, a structure of spending time to develop those relationships. With friendships, with whatever part of your life, it's it can be helpful to have some kind of structure to, ha to help you to grow in your faith. And so this 
hopefully this is something the church has done all the way through the years, mm. um, is help people by providing a bit of a structure in order to grow in the relationship. And the relationship is the key. It's not about the structure. So successfully, if at the end of the year you're closer to Jesus, mm-hmm. there's been a success. If at the end of the year you've managed to, to do all the bits, the six elements, mm. that's not the aim. The aim is about your relationship with Jesus and growing in your relationship with Jesus. But the, the structure helps that. Brilliant. I guess in a way, if, um, having some sort of structure, like in a relationship, having a date night, or yeah. spending the goal at the end of that year or that week is to be closer, you know. Yeah. To your... Rather than yeah. having fulfilled, I've yeah. done all the date nights. We're not talking to each other anymore, <laughs> but we've kept to our structure. <laughs> and Johnny, I know we're we're putting in a real emphasis on of all of these six elements. Um, you know, the Bible in one year, mm. uh, reading a book per term, listening to these brilliant podcasts, the most you know, committing to yes. a team, committing to a group, committing to being coached. Where do you think there could be? I, I'm asking. I'm doing the growth track. Yep, this is great. I'm asking, for, where do you think there could be some tricky bits um, mm. for, for me, for some of us? Where might be the pressure points throughout this year? I think it will be different for different people because in terms of our personality, some of these will become more more natural to mm. some than others. And for some people, reading a Christian book will feel quite alien. Maybe you've never read um, books like the, in, mm. in this kind of way, a book in order to grow in your Christian faith. Um, or reading the Bible, the Bible might feel a bit alien, um, might not know how to do it, how to process it, how to do that. Um, and I think it slightly depends on whether you're more introverted or extroverted. Mm-hmm. So for me, growing up, um, I've been always much more introverted than extroverted. And so the way my faith has always grown has been on my own, with my Bible, reading books. And for me, I think in my mind that I wouldn't, don't really need to go to church or go to groups <laughs> or, or things like that. The external things with other people, I'd be fine just because that's where I really grow. But for me, I, I recognise that those things are important. And actually, I do grow in those areas, but it's, they're less natural mm. to me. They're more of a, a choice to engage. Whereas other people, um, someone like you, an extrovert, extroverts tend to be more shallow in that way. Mm. Uh, it's all shallow. about the people... <laughs> yeah. I'm all about the fans, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the fans. Um, not not really so keen on like the deep thinking and yeah. the yeah no the extroverts much i wish i was an extrovert but the extroverts um maybe more naturally growing with other people at church in groups mm. and so sitting by yourself with a book feels much uh, less comfortable but actually all of these things are ways for us to grow mm. and so what we'd encourage everyone to do is is to embrace all elements mm some of which hopefully feel natural, some which actually hopefully do feel a bit unnatural. But it's in using those muscles maybe that you've never used before or very rarely. That's how you really grow in in your faith. And maybe discover riches that you haven't yet discovered. These different elements, I I picture them like these treasure boxes. They're full of all these good things. And some of them we know very well, they're open, Mm. and we've been exploring them and enjoying them. Others of them are are closed, and we're just not quite sure what's there. And the aim of this year is that these will be opened and begun Mm. to explore, and we'll begin to enjoy the riches within them. 
it's important that we do say at the very beginning of this that the, these are not the only six ways in which to oh, <laughs> you know no. we haven't you know sat down and figured that look there's there's only six ways i mean we don't have on here prayer which yep. you know um which is crucial to the christian life or, or giving or you know these, these fasting. are just fasting i mean there's a lot solitude silent you know there's a yeah. lot of disciplines which we which we haven't gotten here which is actually in one of the books we we're going to read this year which yeah. is the celebration of discipline which will be really helpful for that but it, it is important just to acknowledge that there are a lot of ways in which to grow yes um but like johnny was just saying actually these are just some areas we, we've identified hopefully right um that we feel oh, this this might really help some of us and mm. i think for my own life this will really help me yeah i guess back to that analogy of like a workout regime is actually identifying yeah. some areas or oh, where could i do with some real help i mean i could probably do with some real help in my prayer life or other areas but yeah. actually or oh, these are some with your abs yeah with yeah. my abs yeah, yeah. Prob- that's probably where you'd come yeah prayer life abs yeah, yeah. um these are six areas which we we really hope and just on the the topic of of growth growing um people i love to see results i love to see like instant yeah i'm i am alive in 2019 i want sort of instant results is that going to be the case this year like is there any sort of helpful tip you could give us about actually this is you know not an, an a quick result sort of thing this will actually take time how how do we balance that yeah, I mean, I think it's, as you said, it's like any kind of discipline. Mm. Um, you notice the results over a long period of time. If you if you don't clean your teeth one day, your teeth won't deteriorate. But if you, if you don't clean your teeth over a, a long period, you begin to uh, experience the negative benefits, the mm. same, and the same with any kind of exercise. And um, with some of these things... Often there's some initial enthusiasm. You start doing right. something and you're excited and then the next day maybe a little, it's not quite as good mm. and and then you miss a day and you think, oh, and you can easily give up. But I think it's that thing that is a, a, long-term, a long-term thing and you keep going. So you might have a, a morning reading the Bible where God speaks to you and you feel encouraged mm. and some fresh revelation that changes your perspective on life. And then the next day you think, I don't know what's going on here and actually I've just read a list of names I didn't I didn't know really what to do with that but it's when you carry on through these difficult through the difficult times or maybe mm. a dry patch that's where you really see the results same with any exercise when it's when you persevere with mm. a regime or with a practice or a habit that's where you really experience mm. the results and, and get the kind of physique that you now have yeah once had <laughs> And I guess that that could be. At least be you a, once had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what what tip would you give anyone who is like? Is it just a case of just keep going? You know, stick with it. Set your alarm six a.m. Get up, read your Bible, or, or um, yeah. What would you say to somebody who is facing? I mean, maybe some people are starting off right now and they've done the first couple of days of Bible in one year, and it's like, man, I'm in a sticky patch already. Yeah. Well, I think you want to make kind of preparations kind of work out okay when am I actually going to do these things mm-hmm. so uh, one of the things that changes I've made over the last couple of days is in order to make more space for reading the bible in the morning is I've decided to have a shower in the evening instead of the morning just very to, wise Johnny very very, just to buy myself an extra five to 45 minutes we'll have a long how I long are your showers <laughs> <laughs> by a long time oh, yeah. no, the um uh, 
just it buys me just a bit more mm. time in the morning to have a bit longer reading the Bible. Yeah. And I think you want to work that out. Work out actually what time are you going to get up? Yeah. When are you going to try and go to bed? Yeah. Um, when is he going to do it in the morning, middle of the day, evening? When is that slot actually going to be? Yeah. And make it realistic. Um, and then, again, reading the book, you're going to say, or well, one evening a week, you know, which evening is it, or lunchtime, or when is it you're going to read that chapter of the book? Um, and the podcast. So we'll try and work out when it's going to happen. And then the best advice I've had, or the thing that I found really helpful, is something uh, from Kierkegaard, the... Danish, I think, philosopher. Um, he said there was a way of... Is he not Danish? Yeah, maybe Norwegian? Uh, he might be Norwegian. Might have been. Um, anyway, he came up with this... He talked about tricking the devil. And he talked about if you were trying to give up something like gambling, if you say to yourself, right, okay, I'm going to give up gambling. I'm never going to gamble again. Tonight's my last night. <laughs> then you'll never give up. Much better to say, I'm going to gamble for the rest of my life, but I'm not going to gamble tonight. And then the next day, think, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, but not tonight. And I think the spiritual disciplines are similar. If you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to read the Bible every morning, starting from tomorrow. I'm a bit tired this morning, but from tomorrow, I'm going to do it every day. And I'm going to start reading that book next week. Next week's a bit quieter. I'm going to read it then. Then these things tend not to happen. Much better to think, I may not ever do this again, yeah. but I'm going to do it this morning. I may not actually read the rest of this book, but at least I'm going to read a chapter today. Mm-hmm. And to t- just take each day as it comes, um, I found that to be a really helpful, helpful tactic. Johnny, this is really, really helpful. And this is, this is great to sort of get some of these, yeah, these, this basic sort of understanding that this is, this is going to require something. It's going to be a bit of hard work. Um, but it is doable. It is possible. And, and just before we sort of go out and set aside this year and, um, I don't know, any more helpful tips just before we finish up and we pray? I think the main, most important thing is it's it's God who helps us to grow. Mm-hmm. So this is actually the grace of God. So yes, there's discipline, there's habits, there's choosing to do this rather than something else. But and it does involve self-discipline. But actually all of this is a work of the Spirit. The very fact that, you, that we've chosen to do this, the fact that you've chosen to do this, is a work of the Spirit in your heart. Mm-hmm the ability to do this will be a work of the Spirit. So instead of thinking, I've got to achieve this, it's, Lord, help me to do this. Mm. If you find self-discipline difficult, you say, well, Lord, the Spirit is the Spirit of of discipline. Mm. And it's the Spirit of Jesus. Jesus was someone who used to get up early in the morning to have time with his father. He was someone who studied leaving his father and mother aside, going into the temple, asking questions, searching, growing in his relationship with his father. And we have the spirit of Jesus living within us. And so whenever you feel like this isn't possible, just remember that you have the Holy Spirit who makes all these things possible. And so he is the one who will enable us to grow. He's the one who develops our relationship with God. He's Mm. the one who enables us, who turns the Bible into a living book that changes our lives, that speaks to us as we read a book by Tim Keller or mm. uh, whoever else. The Spirit is the work. We'll be at work in those groups, in those conversations with our mentors, mm. even at work through something like a podcast. The Spirit <laughs> wow. is the one uh, who will make this really rich and life-changing. Brilliant. Johnny, um, would you pray for us? Oh, yes. Thank you for asking me, James. 
Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to uh, to learn to grow with you. And Lord, as we as we embark on this on this on this growth track, Lord, we pray that you would be speaking to us. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would be giving us all the necessary discipline, time, uh, structures, inspiration to make this happen. And Lord, we pray that through this you'd be transforming us into the likeness of your Son. You'd be drawing us closer in our relationship with you. You'd be making us more effective servants of yours. In the church, in the world, in our work, in our friendships, in our, our family relationships. And Lord, we pray that you would work through this whole process for your glory. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Johnny, thank you so much. That is our very first growth track podcast and uh thank you for listening uh next week well yeah next week's podcast we're gonna we're gonna jump into the bible oh can't wait we're gonna um have a bit of a conversation about why why do we read the bible why is it important and and how do we do it how should we read the bible and yeah thank you so much for listening hope you have a great day